0: Hello, 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 Jordan Sheridan, live, status quo. It is Monday, uh, August the 21st, the year 2023, in the United Corporations of America. Hope everybody had a nice weekend, Uh, if you get weekends anymore. I Hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, Obviously, uh, the wildfires are still uh, a major problem in California, excuse me, Hawaii. And then you had um, major, major storms in Los Angeles and Southern California, mixed with uh, an earthquake. So, got a lot going on, Uh, Mother Nature and uh, the climate catastrophe. Uh, 2024 is in full swing. We're on the verge of a massive strike. Uh, Quite a lot going on. So, uh, we'll get to a lot of it today. I want to take your phone calls. I'll probably go for about an hour uh, before I have to go. Um, but Lewis was just in East Palestine uh, for a week doing uh, incredibly important reporting. Uh, as far as I know, we're the only outlet uh, still covering uh, the East Palestine disaster uh, on the ground. Uh, Lewis was there for the fourth time in six months. It's not the sexy story anymore. Um, you know, it's six months later, so the media has long abandoned the story and the people of East Palestine, but we have not. And even though, uh, frankly, you know, it's not a story uh, repeatedly going there on the ground is going to be profitable for us. We we lost money <laughs> setting him there. Um, we did not gain uh, as many paid members as I would have liked or getting the views uh, on that story that we got when it happened six months ago. Uh, Sometimes, you know, we're just uh, an old fashioned kind of outlet that you kind of cover what is important and you stay on things that it's the right thing to do. Uh, So we have a lot more interviews that Lewis did uh, from East Palestine that we'll be releasing uh, this week, probably some next week. Uh, We posted, I think one or two over the weekend Uh, in addition to uh, posted an interview I did with another uh, United Auto Workers worker. Um, We are 25 days today away from what seems at this point inevitable that we're going to have a massive, massive strike. Obviously, um, you know, the media, uh, corporate media, independent media, most of the focus right now in terms of importance is on elections And the 2024 elections. But to me, if you are um, a progressive minded person, if you are forget progressive, if you are a work working class minded person, um, if you are um, kind of a blue collar proletariat kind of person, to me, the biggest story right now uh, in this uh, multi trillion dollar corporate conglomerate pretending to be a country is uh, this looming massive strike that would be 150,000 workers if it happens. Uh, And also tomorrow is the last day uh, for the UPS vote for their contract, which, you know, uh, I'm definitely not a UPS worker, so I, I can't really give you any insight. But among workers I spoke with, they do believe that the no vote will be bigger than was previously thought. But uh, people I spoke with think that it will pass uh, with a yes vote. So we'll definitely uh, report on that uh, when the vote comes down. And But right now, uh, to me, uh, um, the massive story is this United Auto Workers strike. And uh, I'm definitely, definitely prepared to go there. Uh, hopefully we could grow status quo uh, before then uh, in terms of getting more paid member signups, uh, because these trips are expensive. Uh, we've between Tina's two trips to Cop City uh, within the last six months, Lewis's four trips to East Palestine uh, the last six months, uh, me going to Flint and Kalamazoo a couple months ago, uh, John Farina, obviously, we've been sending out uh, to cover stories. Uh, it's all expensive, uh, doesn't pay for itself. Uh, and that's why we're trying to grow our membership and we're trying to grow on YouTube. We're almost, you know, Fingers crossed we can get there maybe by the end of the month. We're almost at 150,000 subscribers. So if you happen not to be subscribed uh, on our YouTube, definitely uh, hit that subscribe button. Uh, But yes, I would like to be going to Detroit if the United Auto Workers go on strike. Uh, So please, 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 if you're not yet signed up, sign up today, statuscoup.com slash joint. So I'm going to take your calls uh, shortly, but I wanted to start with, Uh, If you didn't see uh, yesterday, there was a massive rally uh, in Detroit. Uh, uh, Sean Fain, the president of UAW, hundreds of workers came out. Uh, UAW workers, let's play uh, some uh, of that.
1: I can tell you right now, doing all this during the greatest economic expansion in our country's history, we have to plan for every possible scenario and we have to be willing to do what we have to do to get there. You know, recently I quoted a, 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 a statement by Malcolm X. You know, and, and when he when he spoke about freedom, he talked about people saying they believe in freedom, but in the next breath they tell you what they won't do to get it. So I got to ask, you know, how far are you willing to go to get the contract you deserve? We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done by any means necessary. The days of letting the companies set the narrative with the media are over. We're going to continue to be vocal about our issues. And the difference for us is we're going to put the facts out while they continue to put the bullshit and spin. And I want to assure you, all three of the Vice Presidents, Secretary, treasurer, and Mock, your IAB, we've been meeting weekly. We held a retreat for a week to go through the members' demands of what you deserve. And I want to make one thing clear. Bargaining isn't a one-person show. I've been in office for four months. But I'll tell you, I've been through national negotiations. This is my fifth round. We know the ropes between the Vice Presidents between Secretary, Treasurer, Mock, between your national negotiating committees, between your staff, and between this membership, I want to assure you we have a plan. Our plan is to bargain like hell and get the best deal for our membership. And we purposely haven't picked the target because all three companies need to understand that they all three need to bargain at the same damn time and bring the same justice to all of them.
0: Whew. Man's not fucking around. Damn. Hundreds, hundreds were out uh, for this UAW rally. Uh, they're already starting in certain areas uh, to be doing practice pickets which was pretty uh, effective, I would say, for UPS. Uh, Before before UPS um, leadership had the agreement for a tentative contract, uh, they were doing practice pickets, I think, once a week, twice a week. And frankly, their practice pickets had more people turn out than a lot of actual pickets that I've covered. Uh, so, we're going to start seeing UAW have practice pickets. And, you know, just from some people that I've talked to, uh, as in politics, there's a type of cynicism that has crept in, I would say, uh, among auto workers and UAW members over the years. You've had rank corruption uh, in the UAW and other unions, uh, you've had embezzlement problems, uh, bribery problems just corruption that people have gone to jail for atop uh, the union leadership. So there's been a lot of UAW members that kind of, uh, I guess you could say checked out. I mean, they paid their dues, but they didn't have a lot of faith in leadership. Well, a lot of those people are kind of checking back in because they like uh, what they're hearing from Fain. Uh, they like this kind of hard hard nose, bare-knuckle brawler kind of thing. They like... Uh toss it the fact that he tossed the gar tossed in the garbage um the contract from Stellantis. Uh, you know, he is not playing footsie with the companies, which in in past times a lot of these UAW leaders were basically kind of in bed with GM Ford and Stellantis. And right on cue, uh, on the verge of uh the strike uh Stellantis is threatening to uh close down factories and send them to Mexico. Um Stellantis and Ford and probably GM, but I know Stellantis and Ford are, you know, forcing workers in there, uh, uh, uh Scott who I interviewed over the weekend, go check that out. He's a Ford worker. Uh they're being forced to do 11 and a half hour shifts now. Uh Stellantis is now forcing workers uh uh, uh 90 days straight and they're doing this to up the production in anticipation of a strike so that if there's a long strike we're talking weeks maybe months uh you know they're going to squeeze every last uh ounce out of the orange or what is it every last drop every last shoot ju- as much juice out of the orange i don't fucking know they're going to squeeze as much out of these workers as possible now uh to because you know they're going to be on strike So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of this is the calm before the storm. Uh, Obviously, nobody's perfect. Uh, I'm sure, you know, they're demanding 40 percent wage increases, among other things. They might not get 40 percent. But if you demand shooting for the stars, you're going to get a lot more than, you know, folding up the tent and surrendering right off the bat, which is basically what uh, unions have done for the last 40 years and progressives that we elected have done for years. Uh, so, you know, going to take your calls shortly. Would love to, you know, speak about this among other things. Uh, I'm also going to try and interview more uh, auto workers before the strike. Like I said, we, meaning I, want to be on the ground to cover this strike. Uh, right now, I would simply expect corporate media coverage, which will entail corporate journalists showing up and reciting the same shit they always recite. Oh, well, you know, these workers are costing the company X, and the companies might need to start, you know, laying people off. And, oh, this is going to hurt the economy. They're not going to be covering it from the worker's perspective. That I can promise you. We, as far as I know, are the only independent outlet from a progressive, worker-oriented mindset that are consistently on the ground. I want to be on the ground. Help us get out there and stay out there. I don't want to go for a day. We'd like to go as long as we could go. So sign up, statuskucom slash join. You could become a member for as low as 5 to $10 a month. Got a couple new signups uh, while Lewis was on the ground in East Palestine for his fourth reporting tour uh, in six months. But we need to get a lot more than a couple uh, to keep up the pace. Obviously, you know, got to pay Colin, John Farina, Lewis, myself, Tina, on the ground costs, hotels, flight, rent a car, food, et cetera. So if you're not yet signed up, this is what your membership goes to. Our continued on the ground reporting on the things, the stories that the corporate media covers up. To be clear, covers up. Moving on and smash that like button, share this live stream. Super chats are welcome. I will read your super chats at the end. Uh, one more thing before we start to take your calls. Um, I wanted to show this clip. This is from CNN uh, because, uh, you know, yes, he's been indicted four times. Uh, from what we know, he's going to be turning himself in either Thursday or Friday. Uh, this is Donald Trump. Obviously, it's it, it was the whole Willie won't he show up for the Republican debate. Uh, obvious it's very clear. He's not showing up for the Wednesday debate, which uh, Fox News is not pleased about because uh, most of the audience are really tuning in mostly for the show, which is Trump, not really policy per se. Um, he, I, from what we've heard, he's doing a, he's done a pre-taped interview with Tucker Carlson that they're going to air during the Republican debate, kind of as a trolling to Fox News. Anyway, uh, but Polling wise right now, uh, Biden is not doing so good and Trump is doing better than in the polls than at any time uh, that he ever was doing first Biden in 2020. Uh, Let's show this on CNN, uh, which should be a dose of reality uh, that the Democrats should start listening to.
2: Trump's lead is even larger. So these are three polls that were out over the last week. Look at these leads for Donald Trump. He's at 62% of the CBS News YouGov poll, 57% in Quinnipiac University, 53% of the Fox News poll. Look at where DeSantis is in all these polls. Look how far back he is. He doesn't crack 20% in any of them. So in Iowa, you have that 20-plus point lead for Donald Trump. That's actually smaller than the lead we see nationally, where we see these leads of 35, 40, near 50 points in this particular case. Of course, the primary is one thing. If Trump wins the primary, can he go on and win the general election? And we've had three polls that have come out over the last week here. And I want you to take a look at how close this race is at this particular point. Granted, the general election is over a year away. The largest lead for Joe Biden is just three points within the margin of error. No clear leader. Look at these. one point. One point. If you go back at where we were at this point four years ago, Joe Biden's lead was high single digits to low double digits. This is significantly closer than where we were four years ago. So this idea that Donald Trump can't win the general election, I want you to lose that idea. This race is very, very close. And Donald Trump is polling better right now than basically at any point during the entire 2020 cycle. After
3: four indictments.
2: After four indictments. It just Doesn't really seem to matter. That's fascinating. Harry Anton, thank you. Thank you. Oh, boy.
0: Joe Biden, come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Somehow, you know, uh, this Democratic Party fairy dust and, you know, the whole the economy is doing wonderful and Bidenomics. Well, four-time indicted president, forget the whole four times indicted. I mean, that obviously is a big deal, but forget that. I mean, Donald Trump is one of the most unpopular politicians in American history. Sure, he's got his 30, 40%, which is mostly a cult, but among independents, he's really not liked, pretty detested. Uh, Obviously among Democrats, not liked, Um, yet it's still tied. Uh, And to me, Uh, I remember in 2020, national polling, I mean, Biden was up, uh, you know, about five to seven points at any given time, sometimes higher than that. Uh, But when you look at the national polls, which are basically tied, but when you look at Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, if the election were held today, I really think it's a toss up. I don't think it would be Cornell West and the whole spoiler thing. I think it's really going to come down to, particularly for Biden, Uh, He is really, really losing some core, core support, particularly among black men, uh, which is part a large reason why Hillary Clinton lost in 2016. Uh, She had less black people that came out for her compared to Obama four years before that. Uh, But particularly looking in that number uh, in terms of black voters, it was black men, uh, particularly that there was a deflated number, not to mention Hispanic voters. She had less compared to Obama, young voters. Unless something radically changes from now till next year, uh, next election, uh, in, unless Biden, you know, picks up his pen and does something for people uh, in terms of ex- executive actions, uh, as the climate apocalypse continues, not that Trump is going to make that any better, uh, there's just cas- cascading things uh, that do not make it look good for Biden. And then you couple it with the fact: does anyone really expect a vibrant? You know, campaign by Joe Biden, where he's going to be out there doing three, four rallies a day. And if he is out there doing three, four rallies a day, that pretty much helps Trump. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Uh, Let's show you some more numbers. uh, This about uh, Biden's
2: approval rating. You know, Biden, right before the 2020 election, he was right side up, which in our polarized politics is quite astonishing. But look, Trump and Rudy Giuliani began this campaign to try to tarnish Biden, to try to turn him into the Clinton name, you know, with the, with the obsession over over the Ukraine businesses with Hunter, and it's worked. His numbers now look more like Hillary Clinton 16 than Biden 20. Kimberly, we, maybe maybe abortion is the difference there that 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 will bail him out, but that doesn't look good for him.
4: Well, it, it won't bail bail them out on its own. I yeah. mean, to the point about focusing on the economy, yes, the economy is important. The two biggest issues is democracy and, uh, offshoot of that, is the abortion issue. That is something that should be front and center of a message. Yes, you have to talk about the economy, and through that, he can tout the achievements that he made and sort of boost that incumbency value. But he seems to be campaigning uh, in a bygone era that he feels more comfortable in, that he wants to wishes the world were. But that's not where we. We are right now. We have the former president about to go on trial for attacking the nation's election.
5: I mean, this is two people who are well-known commodities. <laughs> At the end of the day, Joe Biden's going to run against Donald Trump. That's what this campaign is going to be about. So you might as well make it about Donald Trump now, if that's your goal, if that's where you have to go to win this election. You Donald Trump's make it about Biden. There are two
6: people who are way underwater. Like, this is going to be about one another. And so j- just get on with it.
2: But the Democratic Party, like Tim Wallace, they're rallying around Joe Biden in part because they believe that that's the safe play. That's three yards in a cloud of dust to use a seasonal metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what if that actually is the riskier option? Yeah. Uh, you showed those numbers right there. Uh, the Democratic Party, thinks that Biden is the safe play, just hope for the best. We'll get through the next 14 months. I'm not so sure that that's it. I think that's that's what the Dean Phillipses of the world are concerned about. Look, that's all we have for today. <laughs> Terrific panels.
0: The safe play. Biden's the safe play. Oh, good Lord. And by the way, I would disagree with that pundit. Uh, you know, they love putting on pundits who have absolutely no Actual connection to working class people. I don't think the top issues are going to be uh, democracy, which we don't have one, uh, or abortion. Of course, abortion was the top issue in the midterm elections, but that was fresh off of the Supreme Court's you know heinous overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, but you know that's not. I hate to say, but it's 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 not as it's not going to be as new or fret or recent uh, come next year, unless something changes where. You know, there's some leaked tape of Trump, you know, saying, Yeah, get me in there. We'll push a national abortion ban. That could really be a major galvanizing force. But I don't know, uh, you know, after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, a year and a half after it, if it's going to be the number one issue. Uh, Biden and the Democrats will run on it like it's the number one issue. But at the end of the day, most elections come down to the economy. And inflation, you know, they're saying it's lower and, you know, it's getting better. I don't know where you live. Uh, You know, up here in the New York area, you got almost $4 a gallon of gas again. Uh, Yeah, grocery prices are down marginally. They're still pretty damn high. Uh, Housing, really tough to, you know, get a house these days. Uh, There's multiple bubbles, the housing bubble. There's student loans that are about people are going to have to start repaying next uh, in October. Uh, so there's a lot of problems here with this strong economy. Uh, and whether it's all Biden's fault or not, it's not all his fault. Inflation is a global thing. Uh, he certainly has not done enough or, or taken uh, strong enough actions uh, to, uh, you know, really dig us out of this. Uh, the last thing I wanted to show you before, uh, I show, before I take your calls, I did a video about it this weekend. Uh, but I want to play this clip again because it's just the democratic party in a nutshell. Uh, Now we have Democrats who are polling truthers who just don't believe the polls. So they pushed the polls whenever they were good for Biden and hurt Bernie or good for Buttigieg and hurt Bernie. And a lot of those polls actually were suspect because they oversampled older voters and undersampled younger voters. Obviously older voters was more uh, the establishment base. Younger voters would have helped Bernie if they would have polled an equal amount. But now when the polls are not great for Biden, The polls are trash. Let's play this clip.
7: My call is for the president to pass the torch. Uh, I I think that would be in the country's best interest and certainly Democrats. We have an extraordinary bench of Democrats ready to go, prepared, proximate, well-positioned. But we'll never know that. What's your reaction response to that?
4: I think he's very alone in this. And I don't think that that is the sentiment of... Uh, A lot of the Democrats even. So, Victor, those polls that you that you talk about where it says the majority of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run. Those are trash polls to me because they are completely in a vacuum. They're not focused on anything in reality. And so until that reality changes, what we have is Joe Biden that is going to be the Democratic nominee. And I believe he's going to be a very strong Democratic nominee with an economy that is strong. People are starting to feel it. You had a reporter earlier on this morning talking about how consumer confidence is growing and all of these measures where economists are now saying they don't expect a recession. There's over a year to the election. So those numbers are going to start sinking in. And when you have a contrast with what Joe Biden is putting on the floor and this congressman supports his agenda versus the crazy bread MAGA extremist agenda that is trying to take away women's rights that is trying to ban books that is trying to rewrite african-american history that is not something that americans want in the white house they don't want the crazy bread in the white house they had it for four years and i don't think you're going to see another independent voter or a suburban woman that is going to say oh the fourth indictment Oh yeah, now I'm going to be able to support crazy Brett Trump. no, I don't think so the 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 president is not is not adding frankly no other Republican is adding support right now among the 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 voters that they need it, and I don't see how that's going to happen between now and the election
8: all right, Maria Cardona hey
0: Colin, let me ask you uh if you have a second do you think it's a good um, do you think it's a good campaign slogan until reality changes <laughs>
6: I, I I mean, it's basically it, I feel like that falls under the similar slogans we've had for people like Clinton and Biden so far. So I, I could see him adopting adopting that.
0: <laughs> I, li- I do like the until reality changes. It's kind of like the alternative facts that Kellyanne Conway said back in the day. It's exactly uh, they that. <laughs> seem, they seem to be living in their own little la la land and, you know. Uh, He said that, uh, well, Dean Phillips is on his own. No, I don't think Dean Phillips is on his own. I think Dean Phillips, the Minnesota congressman, is actually out there uh, speaking on behalf of the donors. And a lot of these Democrats who are too chicken shit to say it themselves that they want an alternative to Biden.
8: Your thoughts.
6: Oh, yeah, exactly. And and you know what I was just thinking of is her saying, oh, until reality changes and also might be a slight admission of like, oh, until, you know, the, the reality that the media pushes until we have enough propaganda out there to that, that the reality shifts to what we tell it to be, then then people will be back on Biden's side. They're just flailing right now because they're so used to everyone just believing everything they said, regardless if it was true or not that now. it's they, they're, they're, they're flailing with that lost control, it feels like, almost. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. I'll go back to normal. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> uh, are, are your cats in mourning or something? Why are the lights out?
6: Oh, it's a, uh, it's, I honestly just forgot to turn them on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well,
6: just making sure everything's up. Okay. There.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, without further ado, smash the like button, share this live stream. Uh, super chats are welcome. Like I said, we need you. If you're not yet a status quo member, hey, we need to, we need to start growing our members again. Uh, definitely, definitely help us uh, get to the Midwest. If there is a big auto workers strike which I think there will be. You can sign up to join us for as low as five bucks a month, statuscoup.com slash join. Uh, We're going to have to do another member's call, I believe, before the end of the month. Uh, So if you sign up as a Status Coup member uh, this week, uh, we're probably going to do another member's call, I would say, next week. Uh, All right, let me get the call program loaded. Don't be shy. Make sure you call in. Uh, Don't have me on speakerphone or anything like that uh, because then the audio will be bad. Uh, let's see. How do I do this again? My shows host a show, save and start web ready. Connect to show. All right. All right. There's the number. Uh, let's go start dialing up, talk to you about whatever you want. Uh, East Palestine. We could talk about, uh, the auto worker strike 2024, uh, climate catastrophe, you name it. Uh, I'm kind of open. I got about 20 minutes to a half hour, uh, left, uh, to, to, Ready to rock and roll. Uh, Let's see. All right. No callers yet, so I'll just read some comments until we get our first uh, caller. Do, do, Carn Pop was a bad dude. He would handle Trump. He could handle Trump. (laughs) Uh, Jordan, if uh, you show up to work for the whole week, I will become a member. David, I am going to try not to slap you through the internet. Uh, Because all I do is work, David. All I do is work. Uh, You might not be aware, David, but I happen to be writing a book on the Flint water cover up that I've been burning the midnight oil writing on top of my day job. I have finished 13 chapters. As of now, I'm thinking, see, the problem is each a lot of the chapters, there's so much information uh, on the cover up. And a lot of it I have never reported before that it ends up me having to split it into two chapters because one chapter is too long. So right now I'm on 13 chapters, finished 13 chapters, about to start chapter 14. I think I might have to go chapter, as of now, it might be 20 to 21 chapters. So I'm writing all day, doing my live streams. I also record videos in the morning. I have a nine-month-old baby. So I'm working. I work weekends too, pal. I was writing all day yesterday. So how about you sign up as a member uh, because I work 24-7? Just because if you don't see me live one day does not mean I'm not working. Trust me. Now, let's see if we got our first caller. Two, two, two. All right, Joe and the Auto Workers, you're up. You hear me? I can. Hey, how are you? Good. How you doing?
8: Doing well. Hey, we've been watching the show. I've been following you for a little bit now, and. In- Man, I I think it's uh, more likely than not we see the uh, this strike happen, and I think it's going to have some big impacts on the wider economy, especially in the Midwest.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, You know, from reports, uh, Stellantis and these other plants say they have you know fifty to sixty days of parts and all that prepared. But the bottom line is, I mean, you cannot. It's bound to slow down uh, output and production, even a weak strike. Uh, and as I've seen covering John Deere strikes and this and that, a lot of times they try to get like white collar workers who have no business uh, on a warehouse floor uh, do, doing the job, which, besides being dangerous, is obviously not effective. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I think solidarity, camaraderie is contagious in a good way. Uh, I think, you know there's 150,000 workers that uh, might go on strike. Let's even say just physically a quarter of them actually physically go out on strike. Uh, That's a shit ton of people. Uh, The media will not be able to ignore it. And hopefully that could be a domino effect uh, to others, Uh, other work, other workers elsewhere, Uh, Amazon workers, obviously the union effort has kind of, you know, is stuck a little bit right now. Uh, And not just people, not just, workers going on strike, but just, you know, tenants unions and mutual aid networks and just all of us, period. Uh, I think it would be a really good domino effect. And honestly, right now, I think the workers really have the leverage uh, because at the end of the day, uh, it's it's kind of a new day uh, at the UAW. I mean, I'm not going to say he's God, of course, but yeah. Sean Fain is, is very, very different than most of these other UAW leaders, many of them were corrupt, but I mean, he's not fucking around, and he's willing to go on strike as long as possible. It really comes down to can you get the members after that first week, two weeks? You know, that's the honeymoon period of a strike. After that, right, it's tough. You know, you're obviously you're getting paid out of the strike fund, but it's not your full set, your full amount. You might be getting some health care, but it's not your full health care. A lot of workers have to pick up extra jobs, strains on marriages, you know, all that. Uh, But I think I I think this this can go to the distance. I also think the fact that it's happening now, uh, it's bottom line, it's an election cycle. And Biden and the Democrats uh, are are not going to want a prolonged strike. So, who know, I don't think Biden is an actual friend of labor. I don't think he's pro-union,
8: but he might. Well, look at the railroads. Um, Oh. Of course. Yeah, look, uh, forcing a labor agreement on a group is is not is not friendly, and I think it's just important that uh, that folks get the attention now when there is some leverage. And to be honest, though, this combined with um, you know you're seeing student loan payments resume, I think there's gonna be. Uh, just an overwhelming. Um, I, I just moved to the, the Detroit area uh, recently, and so I, this story caught me. I'm following, and I think it's going to be a pretty big deal. And you know, you'll you'll you know you'll hear from pe- hear from people like me again. I'm, I'm hoping that these workers get what they uh, they deserve. I mean, frankly, so
0: yeah. And by the way, I cool. mean, Thanks for I, the time. I think, I think I think I think UAW's messaging is is strong. The media is trying to paint it as oh, they're asking for forty percent. Wage increases—it's not really forty percent when you've continued when you've basically given back ten to fifteen. I mean, they've continually given back concession after concession after concession. So baked into this forty percent increase is basically getting back what you gave back, which is about ten to fifteen percent in wages. So when you factor in them getting back what they've already given up, plus you know cost of living, inflation. Really, this is not a massive thing they're asking for, uh, and the two-tier system, which is obviously not a unique problem to auto workers. I mean, they they have the two-tier system through in many many different industries. It's got to go uh, because it is part of how we have a caste system in this country. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm you know I'm a journalist, but I'm also human, and uh, there's very few things that get me mo- more excited in terms of being on the ground than covering a strike. Uh, Colin and I covered the John Deere strike, uh, in 2021, uh, we covered it in Iowa, Illinois. That was not 150,000 workers. Uh, but you know, people out there in the case of John Deere workers, they were, you know, had, the the, had the, uh, smoke bar the fire barrel. Cause it was cold, uh, you know, singing songs in a tent rain or shine in the snow, Uh, So I'm looking forward to it. I I definitely want to be out there for as long as I can. Uh, Let's take our next caller. Um, Athena, you're up.
7: Hello. Um,
0: Very pleasure to speak with you, Jordan. Hey, how's how's it going?
7: It's going. Um, I just wanted to call because, you know, I see Sean Fain uh, as the UAW president, and I'm so jealous because our union here in Sacramento for state workers, our leaders are feckless and just ridiculous and it's been you know every year we have every few years we have contract negotiations and every few years we we make demands and we our our union folds like every year and we you know we've been talking about a strike but it really seems um like it's not going to happen because it's just i the whole situation here in the state is with state workers is, is a disaster um I work in a department that is severely understaffed. We can't hire people because we're not offering a living wage to live in the city that we work in, Mm -hmm. in Sacramento. And um, we are overwhelmed. Like our governor and our legislature is very happy to throw money at problems and expect the state workers to just figure it out, how it's going to work without hiring, you know. And it's just a lot of work. Um, We're losing people. Um, I mean, it's just... It's just a disaster, and our union is completely uh, spineless. And I can't. I just, I you know, I wish that we had Sean Fain running our union. I know. Uh, and people have tried to take over our union, and they 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 don't get voted in. I mean, people
0: have come in and said they're corrupt. We need. We're going to take over,
7: and the union kind of just steamrolls them.
0: It's a big problem with unions around the country. It's kind of like you know the Democratic Party at court saying, uh, you know, we could just go in the back room and pick the candidate like the old days. Well, a lot of union, a lot of unions run that way, and that's why basically it was a big victory when uh, United Auto Workers uh, finally switched their elections to be just direct elections. Because in previous years, it was kind of rigged in favor of just kind of the uh, you know longevity uh, and uh, kind of the status quo uh, union leadership that were in bed with the bosses. But is uh, your union leadership there kind of friendly with? the democratic party of California.
7: Oh yeah. I mean, and it's just, you know, they don't care. They make, you know, they make double what most state workers make uh, the union leaders, you know, they're, they're doing fine. They're not going to, you know, we're the ones, you know, they're, they don't care. I mean, it's just been that way. I've been with the state for seven years and it's just always been that way. Yeah. Um, It's, it's just unfortunate because we, it's, I mean, we had like, there was a a rally, there was a protest at the, Capital and it was just this very like uh manufactured thing where some high-profile people blocked an entrance and got detained for like an hour or two and it was just just for show crap the union's putting on like they're like they're talking tough they promised the, the workers that they wouldn't accept anything less than 18% raise over three years but now they're wanting
0: to accept 10. 10. Well, I don't know how I don't know how guarantee. far that I don't know how, far that's, nice, t- I don't know how far that's taken you in California.
7: And plus, not only are they—is that the raise? But they're—they're they're increasing our health premiums. They are cutting off other, uh, assist other uh, money that they've been giving us. Uh, so it's—it's it's not really a raise. It's like barely even uh, getting back to stat, the standard that we were at beforehand.
0: So, I, you know, it's just a mess. Well. Uh, That's what I mean by domino effect, because I don't think you are the only one. You and your colleagues are not the only ones with this kind of leadership or lack of leadership. But, you know, if there is a God uh, and we have tens of thousands, if not more uh, workers, you know, picketing in Detroit and Flint and Toledo and Chicago and, you know, throughout kind of the heavy regions where auto workers are, um, you know, who knows? It could put pressure on feckless corrupt assholes uh like <laughs> what you're describing so that 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 could be yeah. our only hope uh let's hope that you know it has a, a domino effect but uh, i appreciate well, you i hope yeah no i hope that, that we have a contract i hope we vote no and hope we strike because if we don't i'm probably gonna resign because
7: i'm not gonna put up with this
0: shit gotcha and uh <laughs> sorry uh and also i mean you got southern california's underwater now oh yeah So, uh, a lot of problems going on, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, why be in a union if they're just an arm of a corporate party and they're just going to basically get you crumbs? I mean, Yeah. yeah. Thanks for, thanks for calling, man. Thanks, sir. All right. Uh, keep calling in, uh, right now, uh, waiting for our next caller. Uh, so we could talk. Uh, the U. We could talk the auto workers strike, which at this point looks like it's going to happen. Like I said, UPS, uh, their contract vote ends tomorrow. Uh, that was a three week process, so we will have results pretty soon on on whether the UPS contract passed twenty twenty four. We have the first Republican debate uh, on Wednesday, which I think is going to be kind of who can you know kiss Donald Trump's ass the most. Because they're really at this point, you know, challenging for who could be his vice president or secretary of, you know, anti-woke or, or whatever the hell the clown car uh, is looking for. I think Chris Christie will probably be the only one really going after Trump, uh, according to leaked memos that came out from Desantis's uh, super PAC. Uh, he has bullet points. One is to go after uh, Vivek Ramasamy, I think I'm pronouncing his name, probably wrong. Um and to defend Trump because he doesn't want to alienate uh Trump's viewers. By the way, I love to say, I told you so when I'm right, because I said when the media was trying to hype up Ron DeSantis, slow your roll. This guy is o- more awkward than me as a 15 year old at the, you know, school dance. Uh, and he is not ready for prime time. And voila, uh, Ron DeSantis is getting his ass clobbered because he is just a weirdo. Besides the terrible policy, he's just a weirdo. Uh, he's just naturally kind of repellent. Uh, him talking to children, him talking to adults. I don't really know what his wife sees in him, but he is an awkward, weird fascist. Uh, and say what you want about Trump, but he's entertaining. He's got some charisma. And obviously uh, the Republican Party likes the show. What am I missing?
6: I just went while we're waiting for the next call, I thought I'd real quick bring up that, uh, um, our status quo store we added some stuff to it so i like um, that if you go to if you guys go to slash store we have the designs we had before um we have the new ones and we also now have those a lot of those designs in sticker form so you can get a capitalism sticker what's in your water sticker a got water sticker and a poison states of america sticker
0: so let's go through this slower cuz people need to know we got capitalism cop Uh, That was my wife's uh, naming, so kudos to her. Uh, Then we have the Poison States of America. We have it as a T-shirt. We have it as a sticker. We have it as a mug, uh, because obviously we're all living in poison states and cities. Uh, We have, uh, obviously, the United Corporations of America shirt, and also the Got Water shirt. Colin, did you send me the Got Water
6: shirt? Yes, it should be on its way.
0: Oh, I wish I wore my new status coup hat. I just got it and I forgot to wear it. I just got a new status coup hat, which I was at the dog park and somebody did ask me about it. So it is a conversation starter. (laughs) We have our fossil fucker shirt, which my father gave me a nice little lecture about wearing. Uh, So we got a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, And not only can you help us with extra revenue uh, by purchasing some of these, we need you to be ambassadors of the coup. Spread it. So people could ask you, what the hell does that mean? Where'd you get that? Uh, and tell them about status Quo. So definitely get into the status Quo store. Uh, I I do like the capitalism shirt. I like the what's in your water shirt, poison states of America. It's all fantastic. Absolutely. And uh,
6: I know some of, uh, there were some uh, people had some issues with uh, before with the international shipping and all that. So we actually swip, switched to uh, just the regular tea spring so that. It's now just domestic shipping. If you're in America, obviously, it's just uh, there. So you actually get your stuff a little bit quicker. And once again, we just did the cheapest prices that it basically allows us to on the website. So we're not really making much money on this. It's mainly, like Jordan said, so you guys can sort of uh, spread the coup and yeah. Fantastic. And as a reminder,
0: as a reminder of any option, we ask you, Sign up as a member. Sign up as a member. Statuscoo.com slash join. Become a member for as low as five bucks a month. Fossil frackers is less rude, Jordan. Well, if you know me, I'm not trying to be less rude. I want to be as rude as I can. UAW worker, Sam, UAW worker here. We are definitely planning to strike for as long as it takes to to restore the historical great wages of the auto industry. That's what I'm talking about. And remember, We are talking about legendary, the Flint sit-down strikes, you know, of the early 20th century. Uh, We're talking about, uh, you know, auto workers who have fought and died uh, in the past. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, we know about the coal strikes uh, of the early 20th century. Uh, So these workers, uh, you know, it, it sounds glamorous and, you know, solidarity and contagious, but uh it's it's definitely a sacrifice to go on strike uh because these workers are for the most part living paycheck to paycheck and they are not going to be making their full paycheck and yes there is a big strike fund but it can run out quickly and with inflation and cost of living and you know school is back uh for a lot of parents that are auto workers uh the costs add up the costs add up uh so i'm looking forward to covering this uh please please Uh, Sign up if you can, because I don't want to be out there for a day. I'd like to be out there for a week uh, or as long as I can. All right. We got another caller. Kim, you're up.
3: You there? Hey there. No, no,
0: no better reason.
3: Am I on? Am I? Uh, yeah, you're on. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Am I on? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let me turn off. Okay. Um, yeah. So my name's Kim. Um, yeah, I've really appreciated Lewis's coverage from East Palestine. Um, it was so, um, especially the most recent one was, was really, um, heartbreaking just to see how, you know, how much these people need and how much has not happened. Um, I guess I, I just have a question about like, um, I haven't heard you guys cover the lawsuits much like we've heard about different lawyers getting involved, including RFK Jr. And I know you're not like a fan of his, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that. Like, first of all, how much can he do while he's also running for president and how many other lawyers are involved? Is there going to be a class action suit or are some of them doing it individually? I, or, or is, is the issue that you can't. Like they don't want to maybe talk about it too much publicly because they have you know they don't want to reveal their strategy or how much can you share about that
0: yeah so i have talked privately uh, i've asked them to come on but they're not ready to yet but i've talked privately to um a couple of people involved with a, a what they're trying to make a massive class action lawsuit and trying to get you know as many residents obviously uh on uh, you know, to sign up. Obviously it's-
3: And who are you know. they suing? Are they, are they suing, uh, Norfolk Southern yeah. or, or, and possibly also the EPA?
0: Primarily Norfolk Southern. Primarily Norfolk okay. Southern. Uh, doesn't mean the, doesn't, that? doesn't mean they would not be suing the EPA, but if we're talking where the money is, it would be Norfolk Southern. Um, they, um, were waiting, primarily they were, they were waiting for the NTSB hearing Ah, uh, to see if there were any revelations from that, which obviously there was, as, as I've reported and Lewis has reported. Uh, I mean, it was a bombshell that the corporate media ignored. But essentially, the manufacturer of the vinyl chloride revealed that they repeatedly told Norfolk Southern these cars were not going to explode, which is was the bullshit uh, thing, Norfolk Southern you know, came up with that. We had no choice. We had to detonate these because they were at risk of, you know, imminent explosion, which was not true. Uh, so as far as I know, I could check back into it. Uh, you might see a massive class action lawsuit uh, filed in the fall on behalf of East Palestine residents. Uh, I don't, I don't really know, I don't think from the people I was talking to, I mean, maybe RFK is doing something on his own. I don't know. But uh, from the people I talked to, RFK uh, wasn't involved with this. Uh, it's similar kind of to what they did in Flint. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I know that, right. The wheels are churning. Uh, it's a little more complicated because, you know, in the case of Flint, it it was Flint here, you got East Palestine, you got parts of Pennsylvania. Uh, so it's also documenting, you know, other areas and other residents that were harmed because it's not just East Palestine. You have other parts of Ohio, uh, having health problems pennsylvania uh western pennsylvania having health problems obviously uh norfolk southern and the epa have pushed a narrative that this is all magically within one mile obviously that's you know a two year old could tell you that's bullshit um but i believe that there's going to be a a major class action uh filed in the fall and you know i'm uh it's frustrating uh obviously lewis
8: who's
3: been but of course go ahead some of what they lost is is, is really priceless, um, you know, and I mean, I've heard that sometimes class actions aren't really like the best way to achieve justice. Like um, it, you know, sometimes it's, it, from the from the corporation's perspective, it's, it's just, it's it's their way of kind of limiting themselves, limiting, you know, cause I, as I understand it, some, maybe it doesn't always work this way, but I think um, when you have a class action, then if someone else, you know, decide later that they want to do something individually. Sometimes they can't because there was already a class action and things like that. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I just feel like you can't put a price on what happened there anyway. And and it's just so upsetting, but I mean, the, I I mean, the bottom, the
0: the bottom line is, you know, I hate to be crass, but you know, all the money in the world is not going to do anything for your cancer. I mean, oh there's there's gonna be right. there's gonna be a massive cancer cluster unfortunately uh obviously i'm not a doctor but lewis you know showed that there's a gentleman who suddenly has breast cancer which is obviously rare for men uh and if you look into it yeah. exposure to vinyl chloride can can cause breast cancer in men so um there's people who are starting to have seizures obviously you want them to be compensated uh for the generational issues here Uh, the loss on home prices, medical bills are going to rack up uh, just pain and suffering, but there's no substitute for permanent health injury or death, uh, which the people of Flint could tell you about. Um, So, yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, I want both. I don't just want civil. uh, I want some criminal charges, which judging by what's been going on in Flint um, and the fact that we live in a fucking sociopathic society where You know, bankers could take the global economy and no one goes to prison. Uh, Governments could poison people and no one goes to prison. Uh, Railroad company could detonate a chemical bomb over a village. And it's already been shown, like I said, that they didn't have to, but you don't even hear any talk of criminal charges. Um, So I would like to see criminal charges because it's very clear that that train was on fire for at least 30 miles and they could have stopped it. Uh, They didn't. Uh, It's very clear that they did not have to detonate I mean, there would have been issues just with the derailment and chemicals leaking, but it would not be to the degree. There would not be the degree of illness throughout East Palestine if they didn't explode the trains. Um, So I'm hoping uh, there's going to be criminal charges, too. Uh, And I'm just, you know, it's frustrating as a journalist because we just live in a really fucked up media system where whether it's mass shootings or trains being exploded over communities, Our system could only cover things for a few days and then they don't care anymore. Um, So that's why, you know, we keep going back. It's not trust us. It's not making us any money. It's losing us money to keep going back. But I just think it's the right thing to do. Because if you guys are watching these interviews he's doing, I mean, it's this is a disaster. It it has not gotten better. It's getting worse. Um, People are sick. Right. Uh, And
3: and in Flint, were there were there criminal charges in Flint?
0: you You got four hours? <laughs> uh yes, <laughs> yes, I've covered it for years. Uh there were criminal charges. Uh there was a there was a, prosecutors and investigators from 2016 to 2019 that built up a strong case. Uh and then this current attorney general, a democrat came in and still they kicked
3: them out. I did hear st- yeah. about that. Yeah, she
0: fired they, them all, like, she dropped they- dropped the charges. Then she recharged again with lesser crimes. And then the state Supreme court tossed out her charges last year. So I'm actually writing a book about it right now on the Flint water cover up. I'm 13 chapters written. I just signed with a book agent, which is uh, really awesome. So we're going to be pitching publishers after labor day and God willing, we'll get this published by the uh, decade anniversary, but the, the cliff notes version, there have been charges, but no jury trials and no convictions because the fucking attorney general of michigan uh for some half-assed backwards way decided to throw the case in the toilet so
3: right and it it seems a little bit analogous in that like they didn't have to switch the water just like north of South, southern didn't have to explode you know detonate the, those five cars listen if you i de- de- if, like if, test- if i de- if okay. i
0: detonated firecrack fireworks over your house and you got sick or injured, I'd be in jail. So, uh, right. you know, I, I do not understand. Uh, and you have, and, uh, go ahead. And, both, so, and, and they, was there a
3: class action in, in Flint?
0: Yeah, major class action uh, because of the Democratic attorney general and Democratic governor, who I believe wanted to settle for as low as possible because they don't give a shit about the people of Flint. They settled for 600 million a year or two ago. 200 million is going to lawyers. So it's really only 400 million for the people of Flint. It really comes down to per child about as much as like a a used car, about eight to 10 grand, which is outrageous. Um, I mean, that's not the end of it because there's still the EPA, which has refused to settle. Um, there's still Viola, Viola is one, one, of the engineering companies that were in on the cover up. So there's still more settlements to be had. So Flint residents will get more, but for the state of Michigan, they should have gotten North of a billion dollars. And really they're going to get 400 million because 200 million is going to the lawyers. I'm not saying the lawyers don't deserve anything, but 200 million is fucked up in my opinion. So 10 years later, no one has gone to prison. Uh, the water is still toxic in Flint regardless of the bullshit the state tells you, I talk to residents almost every day uh, and there's still major problems with the water. The pipes have not been fully replaced. They don't have Medicare for all. Uh, A lot of res, you know, a lot of people are dying. Uh, There's a big cancer cluster in Flint that the media just plays stupid. Whoa, what's this cancer cluster from, you know, acting like they don't know. Uh, So this is really, you know, obviously we have a climate problem in America, but we also have a poisoning problem uh, that, I have stayed on Flint because right. I believe if this is allowed to stand in Flint, if no one is held accountable, that's the playbook for them to get away with it in East Palestine and Kalamazoo and name your community, whether it's water.
3: Right, and I think when when they have a class action, they can, you know, it, it's like, they can say that this is it, like, and so then if other health effects develop later that people didn't know and they weren't included, in the lawsuit right then then those aren't there's nothing that they can get for those that after that right
0: correct correct so
3: yeah
0: i so mean technically so I mean, technically if there's a major class action lawsuit it kind of puts restrictions on smaller individual lawsuits so yeah
3: right all right well thank you so much for uh, like kind of expanding on that and uh good luck with your book I, i'm definitely looking forward to that and to your future coverage of east palestine
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
3: Take care. It. All right. Yeah,
0: bye bye. Sean, you're up. Hey, how's it going? Hey there.
5: I was actually, I've been enjoying your coverage on Cornell West and the Democrats. And I was just, I was reminded of an idea that I had a while ago of like reporting, but like for educational topics that are kind of really important to the like American populace right now. Like for instance, I think that there is a lot of times a need for like actual factual information that's well-cited and well-sourced that can be used for people kind of on the left to kind of explain situations instead of them actually have to like fully go into detail and like pick individual facts on a particular topic. Like, I'll just give you a, for instance, um, like the, the, they rigged 2016 and 2020. We, we've, you know, there's been a lot of information that came out. The DNC argued in literal court that they have no, uh, fiduciary responsibility to the people who donate to a political campaign for them to actually have a good faith chance of that candidate winning and a whole bunch of other information. But the problem is, is that like. I know a lot of that, I could probably look up, you know, a few articles here and there, but there isn't like a consolidated resource for people to be like, yo, this is right here. You know what I mean? Like if you go on, you know, Twitter, like Hillary was right. And, you know, the Democrats, you know, you're, you're, you're against democracy when literally the Democrats don't even care about demo, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, like the consolidated information in a video or, you know, a video with links and stuff. I think could be like extraordinary, hel- extraordinarily helpful because of the fact instead of people having these stupid Twitter arguments, if there was like a well-cited and well-sourced and well like uh, research just like video on YouTube, 10, 15, 20 minutes, that just talks about big topics like, you know, the corruption of the DNC or the corruption of CNN, MSNBC, I, I think it would be like incredibly beneficial to the left as a whole. Because of the fact I could just link on Twitter, you know what I mean? I could literally just link to a video on Twitter about kind of these like larger educational, you know, ideas that don't have, don't have like real time reporting, but still have like real, real time, like heavy, significant support. Same thing like with Flint, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just a condensed version of that to kind of help people educate people on it and
0: kind of kind of like a a breakdown looking at 2016 and 2020 on all the different examples of you know rigging election fraud etc yes exactly and how insanely helpful that would be
5: because the problem is is that like the way that the media works and the government works is they control the flow of information so, for the vast majority of the public, they control the very forms of, quote-unquote, education that people get. You know what I mean? Like, my dad watches MSNBC religiously. He doesn't understand. Like, he's getting educated, quote-unquote, but he's just, he's he being said bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Only I hear you. Like, the public. Well, I, What I was going to ask, I guess, would be, like, is that something you might be interested in? Because I... I don't have a video editing team to pull that off, and, and I'm definitely sure you're a better reporter than I am. But like, <laughs> I, I really do think that there that that could be a very, very helpful space, and I think more so than anything, it would also I think drive a lot of traffic to uh, to your show, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's tricky with YouTube. I mean, it's a fickle beast. YouTube's been suppressing us for like basically. Since we started in 2018, uh, we should have a lot more viewers for the amount of subscribers we have. Uh, But sometimes there's no rhyme or reason, like a couple videos or a topic will break through and all of a sudden we will be sent to a lot more new audiences. So, yeah, no, I think that's actually a good idea. Um, Yeah, you know, you got to be careful with educational because YouTube only likes to push kind of sensationalistic or hot take stuff. So you have to be careful how you frame it. I'm not saying, you know, Mm -hmm. let's make it clickbait, but I'd want to make it, you know, as entertaining and kind of clicky as possible while also just being like, here is your, uh, here is your go-to source, you know, to show your, you know, neoliberal aunt or conservative uncle or whatever, uh, or, you know, your democratic party, uh, you know, pea brain friend, uh all the examples of how they screwed Bernie and progressives in 2016, 2020, because there certainly was, uh, you know, the DNC, but there was also things the media did. And so, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I might uh, try to do that. So thanks for the idea. That'd be great. And, and I would also add, it would be
5: extraordinarily helpful for like some deep dives on like Joe Biden and the crime bill and the Iraq war, like, the other thing that drives me nuts is they're just like completely whitewashing all of Biden and just like the old grandpa, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's just in the White House. Look at his he's, he's cute. You know what I mean? It's like, like, no, he murdered people, like a lot of people. And I think like dives like that into like the actual progression of Joe Biden and the history. You can make a few different videos, Joe Biden's, you know, effect on like student debt, the crime bill, the Iraq war. A dive into that, dude, it would be amazing. Like, I would be so happy to watch something like that because he's on video. You know what I mean? And you know, the senator for I forget what the bank was called, but it's just like senator you know, from you know,
0: MBNA. Like,
5: there we go. And it's just like there is so much information. It's all factual, but because of the fact people have like the intelligence of goldfish with the attention span, like. They're just, there's like, oh, this, this doesn't exist anymore, but it's there. And I think if there was just like a resource to like publicly just see like this is, this is who Joe Biden is, this is all the evil Joe Biden does, that it would really kind of help open people's eyes and understanding to what they are. Because you can argue a lot of points, but when you're just like with five to 10, 15 minute videos, you know what I mean? You're staring at you in the face about how horrible Joe Biden is. Then you know, and then the like, oh my, but Trump thing looks a lot less viable, and people might actually have to look themselves in the mirror and start using the Democratic Party as their personal god if, if you get
0: my yeah. But absolutely, yeah. I will definitely uh, see what I can put together. I appreciate it most definitely, man. And you uh, keep up the great work. All right, take care. And uh, I'll take one more, uh, Julian. Uh,
9: hello, Jordan. Can you hear me? I can. Hi. Um, I was hoping I could just, rather than like ask a question, just share a little experience I had just uh, organizing, and you can make whatever comment you want. Sure. Because I don't know. I feel I feel like in, in these kinds of call and kinds of things, sometimes it's um a lot more palpable to just like. Share like, hey, some people out there like listening to this kind of independent media are also doing the work, quote unquote. You know, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, like I, I started. I, um, I'm in DSA, but like there's some people in my neck of the woods uh, in Philadelphia who are doing some work trying to like um, uh, organize with Amazon. And I had an experience. I don't want to be too specific, but um, we went out of state, and um, we went to an Amazon warehouse to hand out just like like flyers, like outside of uh, one of their distribution facilities. And you know, we like we we didn't like if someone like asked, and people did ask, like like oh, do you work here? Like you can't say yes, but like you do kind of like wear the garb. Mm. And kind of, like, present, like, you're, like, here with the crew. Mm -hmm. That way, like, you know, people who are, like, managers or whatever don't, like, um, don't, like, immediately say, what are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But uh, regardless, like, a a security officer, um, like, we were at one of the doors, and by chance during, like, one of the lunch breaks, like, a security officer who is not, like, an actual employee of the amazon facility but is like a contractor like uh saw the flyer and like started to like um like went back inside and like spoke to the manager and then you know one of the people i was organizing with uh, like just like innocently i guess like didn't really know that like the, the security officer isn't like part of the union or isn't uh part of the rank and file like he's Part of a different situation. He was like, "Hey, like, do you want to take a look at this like group that's getting together, trying to like, you know, get uh, you, just we weren't like really promoting like um a union necessarily. We were just promoting the idea of like uh, a sort of organizing committee getting off the ground. So mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like it's early stage kind of stuff. Um, and it, the flyer was just like, hey, you know, we 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 can see that." people at Target and Walmart are doing the same, uh, the same work as you guys at the Amazon facility. There's a group of people like, like rank and file workers at, at, who are actually like at the the facility who want to get together and like talk about what, what we can do to kind of like raise our standard of living. and we got a lot of like people's contact information but like we only lasted like 45 minutes cuz the security officer like came back out and was like yeah we'll see what uh pd has to say about this like the police department so they got you for and then handing
0: out pamphlets basically
9: basically like threatened us with the police and i don't think that was legal because like all we're doing is like handing out pamphlets <laughs> you know like we're not we we didn't go in the facility, so, like, we're, like, allowed. But the way he said it was very interesting because he was, like, um, we'll see what PD has to say with this rather than I'm calling the police. You need to get the hell out of here, which is, like, an actual threat. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was kind of, like, a lawyerly, like, language kind of trick. And he said this after speaking with the manager. So my suspicion was, like, the manager told him exactly how to phrase it so then, like, he could communicate a threat without like saying something like that's like more uh has like legal implication,
7: mm-hmm.
9: um but regardless we like we we like laughed because like it was like okay we can't this is this is not safe we have to leave because um that's like that's the i don't know that's the games they play but and it was very inter- it was very thrilling i'll say that like it was it was um it was like it felt like going into the belly of the beast like, as I got there, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is, like, this is, like, the heart of, like, American capitalism, like an Amazon facility. I mean, Amazon's, <laughs> like something that Amazon's so banal- spends,
0: Amazon spends an insane amount. Security, union-busting union, yeah. union busting consultants, even when there's not, like, an active union campaign. Um, PR, yeah, exactly. marketing. It's like,
9: it's like a burgeoning kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I mean, based on what I covered in Staten Island, most... A lot of the workers are in their 20s, so it's kind of easy to intimidate, you know. They're paycheck to paycheck. A lot of them have second jobs, so uh, they're kind of petrified. So, yeah, they are very good at intimidation. Uh, I know that the Teamsters are trying to kind of, you know, organize with some factories. Obviously, you have Amazon Labor Union that won in Staten Island, but has been kind of stuck since then. And there's kind of a division between you know, a lot of the union members and Christian Smalls right now. Uh, But I say, bravo, show up, you know,
9: try to talk to workers. Yeah. Like I was, I was sharing it. Like I was, I wanted to like emphasize that it was, it kind of was like fun. It felt very productive, even if it was short lived. And it makes me wonder because like, after like, you know, in the moment we just like felt threatened and left, but because like after reflecting I was like hmm, he kind of phrased that kind of weird it does make me to, like wonder like huh what if we stayed like did he actually have any right to like really threaten us well, what are they, they calling what are they wrong? calling the
0: police for me. i mean is it illegal to hand out
9: well yeah for like yeah so um it, it's like it makes me think that like before going into like any sort of like effort like that it's really important that people um know exactly what their rights are mm-hmm. so then if there is a threat you can like immediately clock it as like empty and then do whatever you want anyways Yeah, and just be like no no, no i'm well within my rights because like they will do those little tricks to try and like intimidate you and it's important to not right no
0: totally agree Definitely know what you can and can't do when you go there. And yeah, if you have to call their bluff, I mean, worst thing that happens is they yeah. call the cops and you leave. But um, I think the more people, even if it's not your direct warehouse, the more people that get involved, the better. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
9: thank you for sharing your experience. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, and also like I did this as like not a worker, So like, it's like, you know, there's ways that even if you're not like a working at an Amazon, you can be like a supplement, play a supplemental role, even if you don't like work there yourself. There are those like opportunities kind of floating around. So if anybody listening wants to, wants to seize an opportunity to get involved, do (laughs) it because it's kind of fun. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Bye bye.
0: All right. Got to go uh, help out with the kiddo. So let me read the Super Chats. Uh, all from, oh no, not all. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. Two bucks. Appreciate it. Uh, fly, chompa fly. Two bucks. Uh, one trillion CC credit card debt. High mortgage loan rates. Plus cars repossessed. Yes, there is a auto, uh, a car loan bubble as well. Uh, another fly, chomper, fly. Two bucks. No private property. Uh, even canvassing for politics. Correct. Um, let me make sure I didn't miss any uh members. By the way, thank you to everybody uh who donated uh during uh Lewis's reporting last week. Uh, we still use donations to help offset costs uh for his East Palestine reporting trip. Like I said, uh, we have a, a whole lot of interviews he did that we are going to be releasing still. Uh, so some of it was live, but a lot of stuff he did was recorded. So we'll be releasing uh more of his interviews uh throughout the week. Uh, you know, A lot of them are really heartbreaking, infuriating, informative. Uh, and most importantly, we're the only ones staying on it. Uh, so please support us if you can on uh, the East Palestine reporting uh, through donations. That's statuscoup.com slash donate or statuscoup.com slash join, uh, which of course you can become a member uh, by t- clicking the join
9: link. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Be back at it tomorrow. Have a good night.